This is an ABC podcast. Hello, friends. Ruby here, and you are listening to News Time. Hi, Ruby. Every week we search high and low for five intriguing news stories. This week we'll be stretching and bending and twisting our bodies for International Day of Yoga. Then we'll go bird watching with scientists. We'll find out about the winners of some of Australia's most important art prizes, and we'll find out why teachers and students around the world are wearing skirts to school, even though it's against the rules. Finally, we'll meet a teenager who travelled across the ocean on a boat to find a safe home in Australia. What do you say? Should we begin? I'm ready. Excellent, eh? Let's start the countdown. Story number five. So I know you can't see me right now, but if you could, you'd see me lying down on my tummy with my legs stretched out behind me, and I'm pushing my chest and my chin up towards the sky. Oh, it's a yoga pose called cobra. Do you know any yoga poses? Cats, happy cat, angry cat, disco cat, motorbike. You would have your hands around, sitting on your butt, and stretching your head back. That sounds like a good one. This week, it was International Day of Yoga. It's an ancient practice that started in the country India about six thousand years ago. It's like gymnastics, where they do lots of stretching and moving. That's right, but. Yoga is about more than just exercise. Yogis, they're the people who love yoga. They say it's a physical, mental, and spiritual practice that keeps their body and their mind healthy, happy, and balanced. The word yoga comes from the ancient Hindu language Sanskrit, and it means to join or unite. Yogis say that yoga unites the body, the breath. And the brain, because then you're active, not passive. Yoga can make your body stronger and more flexible, and help you concentrate or keep calm. Namaste. That is Sanskrit for "I bow to you," and it's what yogis often say at the end of yoga practice. Namaste, Ruby. And now it's time for story number four. Kookaburra, what's so funny, mate? Ah,、oh, and there is a magpie. Wow, it's a full dawn chorus. How many birds do you think there are on planet Earth? One million, like one billion. Even more than that, bird watchers are teaming up with scientists to figure out exactly how many birds there are in the world. They've been watching. And counting, you can get a really long piece of paper, really long, and then so you give it a tick, one, tick two, tick tick tick, and then you see how many it makes. That would be a very, very long piece of paper. Instead, birdwatchers and scientists have been adding their tallies to a special website, and the results are in. They reckon there are about fifty. Billion wild birds around the world. That's about six birds 
for every human. I think it would take like a whole day to get to one billion. Way more than that. This study took nine years. The scientists and the bird watchers figured out that four species of birds belong to the billion club. That means they have more than a billion birds in them. Probably a pigeon. Because we always find them everywhere. Good guess. But the four members of the billion club are the house sparrow, the European starling, the ring-bulled gull and the barn swallow. They counted Australian species too. They say there are 19 million rainbow lorikeets, 10 million sulphur-crested cockatoos and three and a half million laughing kookaburras hanging out down under. And now we're flying over to our next story. Story number three. Welcome to the Art Gallery of New South Wales. Let's take a tour, shall we? We're about to see not one, not two, but three of the winners of Australia's most famous art prizes. On your left, the winner of the Archibald Portrait Prize. A portrait's like a head. Yes, a portrait shows a person. And this portrait was painted by the artist Peter Wegner. The subject, that's the person in the painting, is another artist named Guy Warren. And he is 100 years old. The Archibald Prize is also celebrating its 100th birthday. A 100-year-old man and a 100-year-old prize. That's it. All right, let's move along to the next painting. This is the winner of the Win Prize, which is for landscapes. That means a scene that you might see somewhere outside. This painting was done by Yolnu artist Nyapa Nyapa Yunupingu. Her painting is called Garak, Night Sky, and it tells the dreaming story of the journey of the Julpan seven sisters who travelled down from Indonesia into Arnhem Land. Nyapa Nyapa says you can see the seven sisters in a cluster of stars if you look up into the sky at night. Maybe she won because most other people painted things on the ground. And finally, we have the winner of the Sulman Prize, which is for a painting about mm, almost anything, really. This one was won by Georgia Spain, and her painting was called Getting Down or Falling Up. This painting shows a group of people tangled and twisted together. The artist says she wants to show the feeling of falling over and getting back up. There were thousands of entries into these prizes, and this year there were more Aboriginal artists and more women artists than ever before. I think that's good. Me too. All right, let's move on to our next story. Story number two. Students and teachers around the world have been wearing skirts to school. Why? To show their support for a student who wasn't allowed to wear one. Sometimes at school you're not allowed to wear whatever you want because it distracts you from your learning because, like, if you had a sparkly T-shirt with a star on it, you'd kind of distract other people too because they're, like, looking at the shiny thing. That's a good point. But this situation was a little bit different. It all started when a 15-year-old boy wore a skirt to school in Spain. He believed that boys should be able to wear skirts if they felt like it. 
he thought the rule that boys weren't allowed to wear them to school was unfair. This boy's teachers told him he could only wear pants to school, and so they sent him home. I feel mad at the teacher and I feel sad for the boy. The student made a video about it, and millions of people watched it on the internet. Lots of people agreed with the boy. They didn't think it was fair that someone was punished for the clothes that they were wearing. So they started a protest called Clothes Have No Gender. That means there shouldn't be any such thing as boy clothes or girl clothes. Clothes are for everybody. There's no such thing as boy colours and girl colours or boy toys and girl toys. That's right. Lots of male teachers and students joined in the protest too. They decided to wear skirts to school. Some just wore a skirt for one day, but others wore a skirt every day for months. That's cool. Right? And guess what, my friends? We've counted down all the way to... Story number one. Right now, it's Refugee Week. A refugee is somebody who has left their home country because it's not safe for them to stay there. Refugee Week is a time to listen to their stories and learn about their experiences. So let's learn about Ramzi Husseini. Ramzi's from Afghanistan. He had to leave because of fighting that made it unsafe for him to be there, especially in the community where he lived. I think that was pretty sad for him. Ramsey was only 16 and all by himself when he travelled to the country Pakistan and then to Thailand. When he was there, he found a boat that was heading to Australia. It was a dangerous journey. The boat was leaky and Ramsey was worried because he didn't know how to swim. Yeah, and it might get scary at night because something might happen like a tsunami wave. Luckily for Ramsey, he made it to Australia safely. And when he arrived, he took some classes to learn how to read, write and speak in English. That would be really, really, really hard for him, even harder than going in the boat. Learning a new language and living in a new place definitely isn't easy. One day, lifeguards took Ramsey's English class to the beach to teach them about water safety. Ramsey had so much fun, he decided to learn how to swim as well. Just try to flow and then just move your arms back and forth. You sound like great swimmers. Not only did Ramsey learn how to swim, he got so good that he became a lifeguard too. Now Ramsey teaches other people how to swim and stay safe around the water. He especially loves teaching people from other countries. Ramsey isn't just teaching them freestyle and breaststroke, he's helping new Australians feel welcome in their new home. That's a happy ending for him. It is, isn't it? And that is it. Thank you for all your help on this week's episode of News Time. Thanks, Ruby. Oh, and we've got something extra special for you next week. We'll be celebrating Dinosaur Week, so we'll bring you five amazing stories all about dinosaurs. Catch you then. Thank <laughs> you.